Hello, everyone. Welcome to Preach the Word podcast. I'm Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was shared by Pastor Shad McDonald on November 20th of 2022. The scripture readings come from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 3. Also, Acts chapter 20 and verse 7. And lastly, John chapter 13, verse 23. The sermon is titled, You Will Land Where You Lean. As you listen to today's episode, you will be challenged as well as warned that we must be careful where we lean in life. And I pray that this sermon will find that person that needs to draw closer to Christ and submit themselves completely to His Word and to His will. Listen as Pastor McDonald admonishes us that we will land where we lean. Thank you for listening. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Notice, if the tree fall toward the south, or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. In the book of Acts, chapter number 20, if you'd like to read along with me there, please. Verse number seven, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till the break of day, so he departed and they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. Gospel of John chapter number 13. John chapter 13, verse 23 reads this, Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Now there was leaning on Jesus. If the Lord would... Stand by me, I want to take the threads of these texts and weave for you a truth. I want to preach to you a message entitled, You Will Land Where You Lean. Maybe my message tonight will be an invitation to pray. 
I may not preach too long if I can get to that place where I feel like the Spirit of God has quickened your heart, we'll pray. But I want to talk to you about the leanings in your life. And I want you to be honest with yourself, and I want you to ask yourself, which way am I leaning? Am I leaning in, or am I leaning out? Am I leaning on? Am I leaning? A wise man years ago said, You show me a man's slant in life, and I'll tell you where he's going to wind up. What inclinations do you have? What propensities are in your life? What are the things that you are given to? What are the things you are prone to? What is your bias in life? What is your slant in life? Which way are you leaning? The scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. I wouldn't lean on that. I wouldn't lean on my own understanding. I've heard people say, I just don't understand. Don't lean on that. Come on here now. Don't lean on your own surmisings, your own interpretations, your own wisdom, your own, don't lean on, I wouldn't lean on that. Uh, years ago, we lived in Wayne County, Mississippi, and I was but a boy in high school, and my mother was driving on old Highway 84, and she happened to look out over the Chickasahay uh, River from the bridge there, and she noted an enormous hornet's nest that was in a tall tree hanging over the river. And she commented, she said, I'd love to have that hornet's nest for a fall decoration. Well, being the good son that I was, <laughs> I, uh, I remember going down to the river's edge and, and I waited to the coldest day of the year because one of the old timers had told me that them hornets would go into the ground after a freeze, you know. And, but I, I really wasn't sure if there's any hornets in that nest or not. So I took off my belt, I took out my wallet, I took out my knife, I took out my keys, I, I took out everything that was valuable, and, and I began to climb that tree. And, 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 and about the time that I got all the way out there, a thought hit me. What if this tree just falls off into the river with this added weight because it was leaning out over the river? Well, I come home unscathed, and I didn't have a baptismal service that day, praise the Lord, and I got mom her hornet's nest. But nevertheless, it's not a wise man that climbs a leaning tree. I read, I read some time ago in studying for this message, they said one in three tree climbers in hunting this year will have an accident. One in three will suffer an accident. And the accident will be in regard to the tree climbing apparatus and the tree that they're climbing. And most of it is putting the, the climbing apparatus, the tree stand, up in the tree incorrectly. 
And many times they said it's because they place it on a leaning tree. And the added weight at that great tithe will cause the tree to begin to fall over. Friend, I don't want to base my life and I don't want to put my life on something that's leaning. Amen. And let me talk to you about leaning and landing. Let me talk to you about the things in life that we must guard against. And if we don't guard against those things, ultimately, they're going to bring us hurt and harm. May I say to you parents, it is a wise parent that notices the inclinations of their children. And while they are yet young, you begin to correct those wrong leanings. It is a wise parent that will carefully observe and watch their children so that they may safeguard them against the wrong leanings in life. <clears throat> when we bought the house where I live now at 12881 Cunningham, there was an oak sapling there in the front yard. At the base, it probably was about five or six inches. It was just a small oak sapling. And more people than one said to me, why don't you cut that crooked thing down? But I went and got me some long stakes and some strong rope. And I worked and I pulled and I tugged until I got that young sapling that probably wasn't 10 feet tall. And I got it up straight, and I left it that way. And at times, I would have to go cinch down on it, and I'd have to pull it a little bit more. And I realized that I was helping that tree get a root system that would help it anchor itself. And then the sunshine did the rest. The sun began to call it up straight. The sun began to help it grow erect and straight and tall. And if you come to my house today, you'll see a beautiful oak tree that's growing straight and tall. And it's probably 25 or 30 feet now. And it's got a great structure and a root system because someone helped it grow up straight. Parents, it is your job, it is your duty to look at the leanings in the life of your children because where they lean is where they're going to land. I need a praying church right now. You need to safeguard your family against wrong leanings. When I was praying over this message, I sat and I counted. I named four that I know well, that I have known personally. In all four of these incidences, the parents were cautioned concerning their boys of having feminine tendencies. They were cautioned about those boys having some inclinations of femininity in their life. And I remember in each occasion of when the parents were cautioned, the parents got offended and the parents got angry and told the preacher you're putting your nose where you have no business I'll raise my child the way I want to raise my child and in all four cases all four of them young men turned out to be homosexuals 
All four of them men turned out to be queer. Do you understand what I'm saying? They turned out to be what makes God sick. Anybody going to help me while I preach? God never intended for you to put a tea set in the hand of your boy. God never intended for you to make a girl out of your boy. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Oftentimes a child will be petted and pampered by the mother. Oftentimes the child will cause mom and dad to grow apart. And the child is quick to realize that they find themselves safeguarded against discipline because mom will pet the child. Anybody want to shout amen to the preacher? And because of that they are sissy inclinations. And because of that they are feminine ways. But friend, you need to drive a stake deep and you need to help secure that child so that that child will grow straight and that child will be the man that God made him to be. I, uh, <coughs> I am concerned that in our Christian home lives, if we're not careful simply because we don't want to deal with the issue we will overlook things and we will ignore them but friend when it comes to sexual sins and when it comes to those inclinations that are against nature that's not something you turn your head at and I'm trying to drive a wedge, amen, into the devil's plan. And I want to bust it wide open tonight. Amen, I'd like to just bust the devil's plan wide open. I want to tell you, don't let the devil use that in your home. I, I, I've seen the devil <coughs> work in, the, in children. And really it's not the children, it's the parents. It's the parents that don't want to do their job. And while our church is young, and while our church is growing, I want to set some precedent here, and I want there to be a clear understanding about things that that nature that causes that young boy to be feminine and sissy or causes a young girl to have manly traits and be masculine and butch, that's not acceptable and that's not of God. So if, if it comes in here and I take a strong stand, you're going to stand by your preacher, ain't you? You're going to stand by your preacher, aren't you? I refuse to allow that to come in and seduce. I refuse to allow that to come in and seduce our young people. And oftentimes because we want growth and because we want to add numbers, we let down the gate and we readily accept just anybody or anything. I want you to understand anyone is welcome in those doors, but there's a platform standard and you looking at the man that's going to keep the platform clean. 
You're looking at the man that's going to stand for holiness. You're looking at a man that's going to stand for right. And I don't want to raise up a bunch of sissy boys in this church to where there's a feminine spirit. Amen. I've seen it ruin colleges. I've seen it ruin churches. I've seen that it ruin fellowship because nobody wants to say anything about it. But I need to just back mirrors and preach to you for a while. Where you lean is where you're going to land. And if there's wrong inclinations, if there's wrong tendencies, if there's wrong propensities, if your desire or bias is in the wrong way, you need to fix it, sister. You need to fix it, brother. And you need to quit leaning out. And let's lean in. And let's lean on. And let's fall on Jesus. Amen. This is what Paul said to young Timothy. He said, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. He had been leaning that way for a long time. Eventually, your feet will catch up with your heart. And if that's what you want, you'll find an excuse to do it. If you want to live like the world, if you want to look like the world, if you want to dress like the world, if you want to go the places of the world, you'll find you an excuse. That preacher offended me. You're going to go to hell because you got offended? Well, you know, that was just a little bit too hard. That was just a, a little bit too plain. Friends, I can't be plain enough. If you go to the doctor and you've got cancer, do you want your doctor to be plain? Amen. If you go to the dentist and you got an abscess, do you want your dentist to be plain? You're not helping me while I preach. I want to tell you it's my job to be plain. It's my job to be candid. It's my job to be clear. It's my job to write it where you can read it. It's my job to preach it so you can understand it. It's my job to say it, amen, in a way that you'll say he's preaching to me and I'm not preaching to them that are not here. I'm preaching to us tonight. It's still holiness or hell and there's no time to be looking out. There's no time to be leaning out. It's time to lean in. It's time to lean on all the way in. It's time to lean in. Uh, Eutychus, by the way, 20th chapter of Acts, his name meant fortunate. He was fortunate. Eutychus was fortunate because of the place he was in. Yeah. Eutychus was fortunate because of the people he was with. Eutychus was fortunate because of the preacher he heard. He heard Paul preach. He heard Paul preach long. And by and by, he went to sleep. And asleep, he fell out. You know why he fell out? There was more of him out than there was in. Hmm? 
How about you? Are you more in or out? You're right on the edge. You're in the window. A lot of people spend their time at church in the window. Looking out. Looking out at the other church. Looking out at the other congregation. Looking out at them other people. Well, look how they dress. They're getting by. Who said they was getting by? Look at that whirly church over there. They cut and paint and snip and pretty up and pack on the jewelry. You're not helping me while I preach. Look like a, a jazzy bell. They, who, who said they getting by? Getting by who? Getting by what? Getting by where? Getting by when? Ain't nobody going to get by. We ain't got to the judgment yet. Come on now. And oftentimes we say, well, hey man, they get it a little bit easier over there. Well, hook up and go. See if you like it. You'll be back real soon. Hey man, you'll be back and say, preach to me, preacher. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want my children to go to hell. Help me stay in. Friend, you need to realize if you get out, you may take somebody with you and there's nothing out in that world going to hell over. I'm not going to hell by God's grace. My children ain't going to hell by God's grace. My grandbaby ain't going to hell by God's grace. I believe I'll stay in. I believe I'll stay in the presence of God. I believe I'll stay in the house of God. I'm not leaning out. I'm leaning in. How about it, church? I'm not leaning out I'm leaning in oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oftentimes the failure that we make is we judge ourselves by another and we say well they're getting by they're somehow okay who says they're okay Guard yourself against those leanings. Now, let me talk to you for a while. All of us are human. No one in this room is infallible. No one in this room is perfect. And we all have our bias. We all have our tendencies. And those tendencies can be our ruin. But I want to be leaning so that if I were to fall, I want to fall in. <laughs> Remember when David sinned in numbering Israel and he had provoked the Lord. And Gad said, this is multiple choice. You can take your pick. You can have three months before your enemies. You can have three days of pestilence. Or you can have three years of famine. David said... Let me fall into the hands of God, for his mercy's great. Hey Amen. If I'm going to fall, I want to fall into grace. Hallelujah. 
I'm preaching on you will land where you lean. And so if I've wronged, if I've failed, if I've erred, if I've misstepped, if I've stumbled, I want to be leaning so that when I fall, I fall into grace. <laughs> Woo! I want to fall into grace. <laughs> He had already failed once. Amen. He had failed, amen, in provoking the Lord when he numbered Israel. That was his first fall. But his second fall, he fell into grace. So, friend, amen, you may have failed already, but if you're going to fall again, don't fall out on us. Come on here now. Don't fall out with the preacher. Don't fall out with the church. Don't fall out with wholeness. But let's fall in. Let's fall into grace. Fall into the hands of God for his mercy. These are great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, there'll be times in your life that you're going to have to take stock and take inventory. And you're going to have to be honest with yourself that your leanings can be your ruin. You got to guard against those things that always crop up when you're not praying like you need to be. You're going to have to watch yourself about those things that you're given to. Sins of inclination. Things that you lean to. It's because of our makeup. It's because of our nature. What may be a temptation to you would not be a temptation to me. But we all have that one temptation. And oftentimes it's those that we surround ourselves with. You do know what the scripture says, don't you? Evil communications corrupt good manners. If you can't stay around that crowd and keep your salvation, you're going to have to change the crowd. If you can't if you can't frequent around those, you need to change places. When we lived in Waynesboro, Mississippi, one of my brothers had the key to the local cable office. He had worked with some guys that run cable. Um, they uh, put in telephone and cable. And there was a local cable office there. And he had a key to the office. I remember going in there one time. One time. There was a room that was had couches and great screens on every wall. It was HBO was the big thing back then. And that's where all the guys met. After work, sometimes they'd just pile up on the couch or the floor, sleeping bag, bunk up and sleep all night. There's a lot of things went on in that room that should have never went on. But this preacher boy went one time, and when I seen what them guys were doing, and I seen what was on them screens, I never went back inside that building again. You're not helping me while I preach. 
because the call of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost meant more to me than what them guys were doing. You need to hear what I'm saying. Leaning, leaning, leaning. And if you keep leaning out, you're going to fall out. Are you getting it? You didn't get it, did you? You keep leaning that way. Yours may be non-Christian music. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is that takes away your relish for the things of God, whatever makes your spirit callous, whatever darkens your view of God's glory, whatever takes away your savor for the things of God, that thing is something you need to take and put out of your life and say, by God's grace, I'm not going to lean that way no more. I, I don't want to lean out. But I'd like to, I'd like to lean in, and I'd like to lean on. I read to you about a tree that fell, and it fell in the way it was leaning. I read to you about a, a young man that fell out because he was leaning out. Of course, the beauty of the gospel is that even if you fall out, you can get back in. Oh, hallelujah. John, went, uh, Paul rather, went down and fell on him. That's what the text said. Eutychus fell out. Paul fell on him. Next thing you know, they're eating, breaking bread and having supper, and Eutychus is back inside. Oh, hallelujah. That's the beauty of the gospel, that even if somebody does fall out, they can get back in. But I also read you there in John, where John leaned. There it is. If you are leaning, if you have a weak side, lean on Jesus. <laughs> There's an old spiritual, and, and uh, they uh, attribute it to an old deacon. and said his name was John Douglas. Goes back probably 100 years ago. And John Douglas, this uh, African-American deacon, stood with a testimony. And from that testimony, there was penned a song. And it was an old spiritual that referenced the line that you've heard perhaps, Lord, 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 help me on my lean inside. <laughs> well, you may have a lean inside. I want to tell you, the Lord is there for you to lean on. <laughs> Hallelujah. And John leaned on Jesus. Come on here now. He leaned on Jesus. And when you lean, you got one that's going to hold you up. You got one you can depend on. You got one that'll be there secure. You got one that'll be there strong, stable, and sure. You got one that is everlasting. You got one that never gets tired and he never gets weary. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. So if you've got to lean, just lean on Jesus. If you've got to lean, lean on Jesus. <laughs> I love that where John said that he was on an isle called Patmos. Same John, the John that leaned on Jesus. 
He said, I was in the aisle called Patmos, and I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I know he was in Patmos, desolate, drear, amen, a prison, an awful place to be. But he was leaning, and while he was on Patmos, amen, he landed in paradise. Hallelujah. I'm saying where you lean is where you're going to land. And John was leaning on the Lord while he was on Patmos. But he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And the Spirit come got him and took him from Patmos to paradise. I'm saying where you lean is where you're going to land. Uh, in 1887, there was a, a song that was copyrighted. It was written by two men. It was written by a man named Anthony Showalter and a man named Elisha Huffman. It was really Anthony Showalter that received the inspiration of the song. And then he, he talked with Elisha Huffman and he put the words and the lyrics to music. Anthony Showhalter had just received two messages, one and then just as soon as he received the one, he received the other, that two friends of his had lost their companions. Two friends had lost their companions in death. And he knew that they were heartbroken. And he knew that they were in great sorrow. And he sent to them the words of Deuteronomy, The eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath is his everlasting arms. And with that in mind, he sat down and he began to write, What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk in the pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. I'm preaching on leaning tonight. If you're weak, if you're tired, if you're distressed or discouraged, you're depressed and despondent and you feel weak, the Lord is here to help you on your leaning side. Amen. I'm just going to learn how to lean and depend on Jesus. I've got some worries. I've got some fears. I've got some pain and I've known some tears, but I'm coming out. Amen. And I'm going to shout. Everything's going to be all right. He's going to help me on my leaning side. I'm not about to fall out. I'm going to lean on and I'm going to lean in and I'm going to stay with God. Let the church shout amen. Stand with me all over the house. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. Father, help us tonight on our leaning side. Help us in this house tonight, Lord, to take careful inventory, to look at ourselves 
carefully. Lord, and to evaluate our standing with you. Help us on our leaning side tonight, Lord. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. I pray I've done this right. I want you to be aware, please. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Brother Shad, while you've been preaching, I've been made aware that I've got some leanings in my life that are in the wrong direction. I've got some leanings in my life, Brother Shad, that need to be corrected. Maybe there's parents here. There's some corrections you need to make. There's some changes you need to fulfill, to take care of some leaning in your home. While I've preached tonight, I know the Holy Ghost has been at work. And it may not be what I've said at all, but it's what he has spoke to your heart. And God has quickened your spirit and said, you're leaning the wrong way on that. You're leaning the wrong way on that. So that's my altar call. Brother McDonald, I want to lean in. I don't want to lean out. You feel the need to pray, the altar's open. Holy Ghost is talking to you. Holy Ghost has witnessed it to you. I need to take care of that leaning in my life. I want to lean on Jesus. Altars open. All others come. You respond.